What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. I know there's a ton of talk about what's the current state of the real estate market, uh, interest rates, inflation, all that stuff. And today I'm going to kick off a series about all of that. But I'm going to start by talking about why I sold my last rental property and what I did with the money. So recently I sold uh, my last rental property, um, single family rental, and I'm going to talk about why I did it and what I'm doing with the money. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. I got into this real estate business by buying rentals. So I was a Navy pilot. I was moving around all the time. I would stay somewhere for about nine months to a year, sometimes two years, and I would move to another city. And I remember that I had a a commanding officer when I was a student at Georgia Tech, and he was the uh, CEO of the Navy ROTC unit there. He said, I bought a house in every duty station. I never lost money. That kind of stuck with me as I was trying to find financial freedom, build my, uh, my net worth, build my income, all of the stuff that I was trying to do. And um, I eventually bought a, a couple houses. So I bought my first house was a primary residence. Basically, I buy a primary residence, move out, uh, maybe fix it up when I live there and then rent it out. And I did that a couple times. times, uh, worked out pretty well, but it, it wasn't until I got more than one of those that I saw um, I was actually starting to make more money. So in the beginning, it was like $500 a month that I was making, $400 a month on top of the mortgage payment. And uh, it didn't really, it didn't really like show up. It didn't really, it wasn't really obvious that I was making good money. And so then um, when I got another one, that's like the second one, that's when it started stacking. And I was like, whoa, I'm actually bringing in some pretty good money here. And at the end of the year, um, the tax tax liability on that was pretty low because I had all that depreciation and expenses and things like that. Um, So I did that for a while. And then my goal was to get to 10 rental properties. Uh, I said, I want to get to 10 rentals that um, cash flow uh, $10,000 a month so 10 rental properties, each kicking off like $1,000 and not have a ton of my cash into them because I started figuring out how to creative, uh, creatively finance these things and not use all of my money for down payments. Um, so eventually, I, and I was buying really nice like class A houses. These were not dumps. I wasn't a slumlord. It was all pretty much military f- uh, people around. I had one in Southern Maryland um, outside of Tuxent River, and then the rest were in Pensacola, Florida, Pace, Florida, that kind of area. And, uh, and then I started intentionally buying rental properties as I was finding off-market properties at a discount. I was buying these rental properties, I was paying cash, and I was refinancing my cash out of them. So that gives you a background of what I was doing. And so over time, I got to 10, and, um, but then I was building my business, and I started running the numbers on how much I was making on those rental properties. So it looked like I was making pretty good money when you just look at the rent and the mortgage, and even some other expenses and things. But then I got hit with like larger bills, like capital expenditures, so a roof, and air conditioners, and um, turnovers. So I would have the students move out after a year, and I'd have to clean it, and and put new carpet in sometimes, and things like that. And then I started looking at the time that I was spending, because I was still self-managing. I don't recommend that you do that, but I was doing that, because it was mostly flight students, I was in the area, all that stuff. And I had trouble finding good property management. I think property management is the key to all this, So uh, in Pensacola, that is. So then uh, property management being the key everywhere. But for me, I was having trouble finding them in Pensacola. So what happened after that was I I started looking at the numbers. And I was making somewhere between 6 and 10% 
on uh, on those rentals with the amount of money. So if I, I I looked at the money that I put in, which was pretty low, but I looked at the amount of equity that was in there. So if I bought a house for two hundred thousand dollars, even though I used private money, refinanced my money out, and maybe I only had three or four thousand dollars in there, the return looks really big. But over time, the price of the home started going up, and I had a ton of equity tied up in these houses. And so I had you know so let's say fifty to one hundred thousand dollars of equity in those in those homes. And I was on that equity, that's what I would kind of look at what return I'm making on that. If I had the ability to take that money and use it elsewhere, what would that kick off for me on active passive income? Obviously you have to uh, do some math with um, the tax benefits and things like that. But if I could find a tax benefit, beneficial place to put it, and show bigger returns, then that was important to me. Um, keep in mind, I was also building my business. So I had, I had different areas to use cash, right? So I could flip and make a bunch of money. I could uh, maybe wholesale. I could put some money into marketing. I could uh, invest in another business like this business, Seven Figure Flipping. If I put money in here, what happens um, if I start another company? What happens if I ha- go into multifamily or I start doing owner finance? Or like, what are the other avenues that I could put them in instead of single family buy and hold rentals? Um, And then I was also looking at the amount of capital expenses that were coming up. So I knew I'd have to replace a roof, I'd have to replace air conditioners, uh, plumbing, things like that in the next couple years on some of these homes. And the market was also going like this, it was going up. So my equity equity was going, uh, getting larger. So what I did, and I'm just, I'm sharing what I did, it's not necessarily what I would, and I'll talk about the recommendations that I might have for you. But in that situation, I had another place that I could put my money and make more money and have less headaches. Because for me, what I was looking at is the amount of money that I put towards an investment and also the time that it takes for me to, to do those things. So what, what do I have to do? And I would say um, the, biggest, um, the biggest thing for me was the time. And that was the most important, was um, my time was the most valuable asset that I had. And I was using it on some of these headaches. I was getting a message maybe at eight or nine o'clock at night, or um, there's constantly a couple struggles with some of the homes because I wasn't living there and I wasn't local. I moved away from Pensacola. So I I ended up selling over the past couple years. I sold all of those rental properties, but one. So um, I just kind of sold them off. They all had mortgages on them. The other thing that I had, uh, I had all this debt on these mortgages. And so when I was going out to do some more commercial real estate stuff and and kind of building some other arms of my business, um, that debt was showing up. There was a ton of uh, things that I had to go through for uh, loans and, and stuff like that on on what was happening. So, so I ended up selling those houses. Now, when I look back, so there's two things that happen when you sell. Let's so let's say I sold I sold eight of those houses, and I probably pulled like eight hundred thousand dollars of equity out. Right. So it was all long term capital gains. I was offsetting a lot of that um, a lot of that income with losses. So passive and um, passive losses in my real estate business as a real estate professional. So some of the apartment investing syndications that I was investing in, I was offsetting those, but I had $800,000 that came out. So there's a couple things that you could do at this point. So I took that money and I started investing in it in other syndications, investing in my business, um, other people's syndications, not just my own, right? And looking for, if I invest you know, $100,000, then I wanna see a, a, a tax reduction on that. And I also want to see a bigger return than what I was making on that money, which was somewhere around 8% usually, um, kind of cash on cash for the money or equity that was in the rental property. So when I did that evaluation, I said, well, if I'm making 8% over here and I can go make 16% over here with the same depreciation, why wouldn't I go make 16%? 
Or if I could actively invest it in my business and make 100% return on it, so if I put $100,000 in and I can make $100,000 on it actively, then after tax, that's even a better benefit. And these are my prime earning years right now. So I'm in my early 40s. These are my prime earning years. I wanna earn as much active income as I can right now, put it into passive investments. And as a real estate professional, I can offset those uh, with, with, I can offset those active gains with passive losses now. Um, that's what I wanna do. So, there, so there's two options now. I can look and see where, what I did with it, right? And uh, what a lot of people do is they say, they look back. So they look back to like, let's say I sold a house. I sold a couple houses in Pensacola about two years ago. So two years ago, I, um, I sold a couple houses and I pulled a couple hundred thousand dollars off the table. And when I look at the value of those homes that I sold now, they've gone up. So some people will look back and say, oh, I shouldn't have sold that house. Like I could have made rental income, the equity went up, I would have made you know, $100,000 on it uh, you know, over the next two years. What did I do? That's, that's crazy. Well, the question isn't how much money did you, leave, did, you, did you leave on the table? So it's not that, oh, I sold this house two years ago. It's, it's what did you do with the money after you sold it? So that's the key, okay? If, you, if it sat in your bank account and did nothing and got crushed by inflation, which is something we're gonna talk about going forward, then that's a problem. Now, if you reinvested it into another investment, look and see what that did over the next two years. So if you can directly correlate how much money you made, so if I take that $100,000, or yeah, $200,000 that came off the table, and I say, okay, I made $200,000 on it on the last two years. And that's pretty much what happened. I've had, I've had more than 100% return on a lot of the money that I took off the table. I've been using it like crazy. I've been doing hard money loans, transactional funding. I've been putting it into other syndications, my own syndications, uh, marketing for other syndications that we found, um, starting another company, all of these things. And I've made, been able to make significantly bigger returns than if I just le left it parked in those homes for the last two or three years. So. What I did every time that a house came vacant, my strategy was when a house comes vacant, the question I would ask is, would I buy it, not for what it's worth, but would I bought it for then? And so at the time, two years ago, the answer was no. Because when I bought those homes, I didn't know what I know now. I'm significantly more advanced as a real estate investor and a marketer. I can find much cheaper off-market houses now than I could then. And so typically when it came vacant, I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy it today, knowing what I know now, for the price that I paid in the past. And it's worth significantly more than that now, so let's take the equity off the table and let's go figure out, do we buy another cheaper house or do we put it in an alternate investment? And that's kind of the strategy that I used. And so now you can use the same strategy, potentially, um, when you have a house come vacant or you're starting to think about, do I sell my rentals, do I keep my rentals, like, what do I do? Even, even a house that comes in as a flip, or a wholesale where you're like, should I keep this as a rental? And I would look at it and evaluate it with what I know now, the skills that I have, and potentially now it's like, what would I do? And if I do sell it, where am I gonna put the money? And then compare where you're gonna put the money to where the money is right now. So the only way that I'm selling a rental property is if, if I take that money off the table, do I have a better avenue and a better place to put it? Or potentially do I think that, because I would never judge the peak. I would never try to guess the peak of a market and sell because I'm telling you right now, if you sell today, 10 or 20 years from now, you're gonna look back and go, I should have never sold that thing. 
It doesn't matter what happens in between. Real estate is always going to go up over the long term. So in between, you're just trying to time the market, and it's a horrible thing. However, if you're timing investment opportunities, time your investment opportunities, that's a smart thing to do. So do I have other opportunities right now? Do I have other avenues? Do I have, and I would also evaluate the risk, your risk tolerance. So risk and reward are the two things that I look at when I do something like that. So if I'm gonna sell this rental property or this whatever, apartment building, um, flip house, uh, a wholesale deal, whatever it is, what, where am I gonna put the money after I sell it? Do I have an opportunity? Do I have another place? Do I have another idea? that I think will return significantly bigger gains, not slightly bigger gains, but significantly bigger gains. So what I was doing is I learned so much, like I, I invested in myself, I invested in my education, I learned so much about real estate, about buying, about sales, about negotiation, about business in general, that when those rental properties came vacant and I, I was like, I'm selling them because I, I can take the equity out and do something to blow up my net worth and my income that I'm not doing right now with all these rental properties. And money was the factor. The fact that I needed more cash was a factor in what I had, the opportunities that were opening up to me. So what I did was I invest, started investing that money into other syndications. I started investing it into other opportunities and businesses I was starting, uh, partnerships that were forming. Our own um, apartment syndication business, because I knew when I was gonna go syndicate apartment buildings that uh, I was gonna have people come in and ask me if I was investing. So taking some money off the table to invest in our own syndications. Um, and and any, anything else, lending, transactional funding, those kind of things that I was doing. And when I look at the return, I've seen an astronomical increase in my net worth over the past two years by using that cash that I took off the table as fuel for everything else that I was doing. So you've really gotta think about that. I'd say the primary thing to think about is, if I take this money off the table, where is it gonna go? So just recently, I just sold my last rental property. Uh, I'll tell the story about it. This was a rental property that I bought from a turnkey provider. It was a turnkey provider where they find a property, they fix it up, and they sell it to an investor. I bought it cash. It was in Memphis, Tennessee. It was $60,000. I bought that property because I wanted to see how the turnkey provider was doing their business because I was thinking about starting a turnkey business a few years ago down in Pensacola. So I was basically like hacking their system to understand how they did it, their email sequence, their updates, um, everything they sent to the investor, who else they work with, all that stuff. Um, not in Memphis, but to replicate that somewhere else. So I wanted to, I bought a property to watch how they, how they performed in their operations. So I could basically replicate something very similar because I heard that they were a great operator. And so recently I said, this is the only rental house that I have, it's own cash, all my cash is out there and I'm making like 6% on this house. I never expected the house to go up in value in Memphis. So I said, hey, what would you, uh, I wanna list it, what could I list it for? They said, we could give you an offer for it. Um, we'll, we'll buy it for 75,000. And I said, is that the best you can do? And they said, well, we can do, I think they said 77 or 78. And I said, okay, I'll take it. So now I've got an $18,000 increase over the past like two years that I've owned it. I know that it's been, so I had one tenant in there, but it's been beaten up a little bit. She's a little bit behind on payments, stuff like that. Uh, evictions have been, um, thrown around as uh, potentials if she doesn't get caught up, those kind of things. So I just, I saw some wear and tear happening. If she moves out, there's gonna be some expenses and things like that. So my 6% could go down to like 4%. I have the equity in there and I have the cash tied up in there. So now I'm getting $77,000 out of this. I can go put it somewhere else. I had somewhere else to put it in another syndication. 
and that was going to give me a decrease in my uh, tax burden and a massive increase in my uh, long-term net worth and, uh, value. So I said, okay, I'll take this off the table and I have somewhere else to put it. And so I was evaluating that as well as timing for me and the opportunities that I had available to me. I would not buy that house again today, knowing everything that I know now. I'm not starting a turnkey business. It's been fine, but to unlock that, that equity and that capital to go do something else with. So keep that in mind. I'm not, I wouldn't say sell everything that you own, keep your cash in a bank account right now, because I don't think that real estate is gonna drop significantly to the point where there's gonna be a mass fire sale where you can just buy everything up. That's, that's my thoughts. I think it will cool off a little bit, maybe flatten, but over time it's gonna go up. So um, if you don't have other opportunities, then hold on to your rental properties. You'll be sad that you sold them in the future. But if you have other rental opportunities, evaluate, it's all about the numbers. Evaluate what's happening right now, what's working. And if you want to continue continue to make more capital right now like I do, like I'm in my prime earning years, I wanna make as much money as possible right now, build a just giant stockpile of net worth and, and assets uh, and, and capital and have velocity there so that when I'm ready in the next, I don't know, 10 years, 20 years to retire and stop doing this, then I can go for a much lower risk um, lower return strategy that I can use. So that's why I sold my last rental house. Um, and, and I'm putting it into more apartment buildings and syndications because I love the fact that they are totally passive for me in a lot of them. So the ones that I'm not involved in, I just give the money, put it with great operators and passively invest with them. And I have other opportunities, other businesses, other investments that are gonna make me way more than the six to eight to 12% that I make or even the infinite returns that I made on that equity, but I'm tying up the equity in that property. So hopefully all this makes sense to you. If it doesn't, like go back and listen to it over and over again and kind of slow it down. Ask some questions um, to me or anybody else who, who, who knows some of this stuff, but like you gotta understand the velocity of capital, where your investments are, the kind of return that you're making and a strategy going forward. And and so my strategy going forward is not in single family rentals as much as I love a lot of the people that do that. It's just not my strategy. It's not best for me today. It was best for me a few years ago, but I'm constantly evolving and I want to help you think about this. I want you guys to think about your strategy, not just follow Bill. This is what he's doing. This is exactly him or anyone else. Think for yourselves. I want you to think for yourselves and hopefully the tools here have allowed you to do that. That's what I'm thinking. And I'm going to talk more about inflation and interest rates and the state of the market coming up. So thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it, got something out of this, and I will see you on the next one.